Hi, welcome back to Beer with Jesus with Denise and Rob. Tonight, I started out with a Tornado Joe. It was a dark coffee ale from BrewDog N.A. Beer. I did not like it. I gave it a 1 rating, but I went ahead and opened up what I had last week, the 5 a.m. Angel. That was fine. I'll take that. <laughs> well, I'm going back to Hoof-Hearted Brewing again. I like who farted so. I got one more in the in rotation for this few next few pop podcasts. This one is a double dry hopped IPA, and it's brewed with NZ Turkey's Pick, whatever that is. It's called Permanent Marker Pin Disguises. It's, How'd they come up with that? I have no idea. I have no idea. To ask their marketing team. <laughs> they got the coolest artwork. I think they got the best cans out there. It's one of the reasons I picked them. It's just for their cans for my can wall. I was trying to think. The one guy on the can looks like a famous singer. I can't think of his name off offhand. But we're continuing with the book of James. And we're going to James chapter two tonight so we'll kind of break it up in half it's broken up with different sections so we'll do one half and then the, the next section actually get a little more in depth which uh, that's when I like talk to a friend of mine I you, you get he goes isn't it funny when you get in the Bible you kind of get in a rabbit hole you go start here but then you go here and then you go here then you go here and I said yeah it's like it took me all over. So, we'll start out with verses 1 through 13. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say he's a good here's a good seat for you but say to the poor man you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts listen my dear brothers and sisters has not god chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him but you have dishonored the poor is it not the rich who are exploiting you are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbors as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and, speak and act as though who are... Okay, I'm going to reread that. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So my, my first 
kind of thought when I read that was, you know, that he was emphasizing that if you don't dim, dim, discriminate against other people, you know, based on their status, race, or whatever, you know, and it, one thing that came to mind is when, you know, the uh, Rosa Parks sit in the back of the bus type thing, you know, and back in the, when they had the white people only drinking fountain, the black people only drinking fountains and, or whatnot, that kind of stuff. I mean, that kind of discrimination, that kind of hit me in the, in the face when I was reading that. And I think James uses the poor because they normally, excuse me, recognize that they're in lack and they need help, you know. It's not, well, I think when he mentions poor, it's not just uh, financially poor, but, you know, poor in spirit, poor, you can use that in different ways. I know some of the richest people are the most spiritually poor physically poor people are spiritually rich I think that's kind of what the Bible's pointing to it kind of goes with the first will be the last and the ones that think their last will be first because their spirit is more than that of someone I mean you look at somebody who like Kim Kardashian's got enough money that she could buy anything she wants, but I guarantee you her spirit is lack. A lot. Lack. Well, she did marry Kanye West. And she also divorced him, too. Yeah. But I don't know what he's about. I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, for instance, she has a lot of money. Hey, his Jesus Walk song was pretty good. I always dug that song. And anyway, I, back to James. Hey, and I think he was with, uh, he joined a Christian group for a minute. The one that Toby Mac was in. Anyways. <laughs> so that kind of breaks down a lot of James, that, that first part of James. And then we get to verse 10 and 11, where it says, if you, we'll reread it. For whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do commit adultery but do do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. When I hear this, I think back, remember when Jesus said, you know, he without sin throw the first stone? Because a sin is a sin, it doesn't matter. I mean he's saying if if you don't commit adultery but you commit murder, you still broke the law. I was like thinking it, you know, don't be a hypocrite, basically. Mm -hmm. We all fall short, all of us. I can't call you, I mean, I can call you out and say, I see that you're doing this and, you know, seek God for conviction. I don't think it's right or what like you said was wrong. Like the splinter in the eye thing. But, but I can't condemn you. For, I mean, there's a difference but between loving somebody and saying, hey, Rob, you shouldn't have said that. That probably hurt that person's feelings. And, and I'm not saying, hey, you sinned. You're going to go to hell. And I'm perfect. I'm just like pointing out something that you might want to take it to Jesus and talk about it. There's a difference. And I think too often church folk criticize other folks for their actions instead of looking at themselves in the mirror. 
Yeah. And you don't know what that person's went through. You know. And there's nothing saying that if you went through the same thing that they did, that you wouldn't do the same thing. It's like the ones that will criticize you for drinking a beer yet or doing their secretaries on the side or whatever. You know, it's like you're you're doing nasty stuff on the side. I enjoy a beer. I'm not getting drunk, so I'm following the word. So that kind of breaks down the first section, really. Don't discriminate. Love your neighbor. Ain't. Mm -mm. Don't be judgmental. Yeah. Our friend Tony Sawyer's texted me during the middle of this, giving me a tap list for some place in Beaver Creek. So, <coughs> the next section of James 2, they it's got a heading as faith and deeds. So, before I read that, I wanted to kind of see what Paul said about it faith and and deeds and or works or whatever so I wanted to so we'll go into we're going to start out in Romans 3 and I, I think it's important we get another perspective on this before we get James perspective so we can tie it all in together and see how they all correlate so Romans 3 27 through 28 says when there is boast, where then is boasting? Is it, it is excluded because of what law? The law requires works. No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain, we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. By faith we are saved. We are all imperfect beings. There is no way that, you know, the 613 laws, there is no way we could keep all those laws. And there's nothing we can physically do to keep those laws. And so I wanted to start out with that and then move on to Romans 4, 1 through 8. And also, uh, and James, oh, I lost my place, oh... They turn back to James. I took my little thingy, thingamabob out of my place. Bookmark. But, oh, anyways, I'll read Romans 4, 1 through 8. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered it in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteous. Now to the one who works. Wages are not credited as a gift but an obligation. However, to the one who does not work but trusts God who is justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteous. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessed of the one to whom God credits righteous apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Now, if I can get back to my where I was. Way to go, Rob. Slow up the podcast for Nate Clemens. 
we go to James. Uh, well, I guess I wrote the wrong thing. Anyways, Abraham's works were credited him as righteous because he was going to sacrifice Isaac as instructed, his one and only son. Because of our faith in Jesus who died for us, we are credited as righteous. What do you think? You're just following along. And we see that in, in the when we go to James 2, it mentions Abraham as well. We'll get, we'll get to that here in a second. So I'm going to move on also in Romans. We're going to go to Romans 9. Verses 30-33 What then shall we say that the Gentiles who do not pursue righteousness, righteousness have obtained it? A righteousness that is by faith but the people of Israel who pursued the law as a way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, see I lay in Zion, a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. That's deep. And I, what I got from that is, you know, you can't be saved from for just being a good person. You know, there's a lot of good people out there. But, that isn't going to save you. You know, it's your faith in Jesus Christ as, you know, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We got nothing. We got nothing tonight. Nothing. Chapter 3 is my highlighted chapter. Well, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll be doing that next week. <laughs> we'll just keep on moving. And the next thing I will go to is uh, Romans 10, verses 17. And it says, consequently, that was a word my dad used to yeah, use all, all the time. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Hearing the word and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior brings faith. So now, let's take it back to James 2. Now that we heard what the Apostle Paul said about it. I mean, he was pretty deep about it. So, James 2, 14 through 26. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? See, this kind of 
Now we're taking it back what we were reading here earlier in Romans. You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteous. And he called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did? She gave lodging to spies and sent them off in a different direction. As a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. It kind of makes you wonder when you go back to the fruits of the spirit. If someone doesn't have the fruits of the spirit, does that also mean they don't have the faith? Because it's talking about deeds matching our faith, our actions matching where our heart is. The fruits of the Spirit is because our heart is right. I mean, see what I got from it. And I've noticed it in both of us as we've really transition from the way we were before to the way we are now if you if you truly have faith then there should be some result I think that's what James but when you allow Je when you allow Jesus to change you and are filled with the Holy Spirit then your everyday actions will reflect I mean it's I'm going to give some examples like a willingness to serve your church or community. I mean, you know, when our church does the Springfield Sunday, we all pitch in. Mm -hmm. You know, like the garage sale. I, I cook. Nisi helped with games. You know, I'm, we're going to be doing a neighborhood cleanup for the beggars night. That kind of stuff. You know, or just... Uh, Helping out around the church. I wish I had more time. I'd love to be able to help out with the maintenance of the, the our church. But it's also like being kind to people. Like, I don't know how many times when I'm at Speedway, I just open the door for someone. Or it could be for an elderly person, just a normal person. I've seen a lot of handicapped folks trying to get in there. and They struggle, so I open the door for them. I mean, that's a good deed. And yeah, you can be a good person and do that without Jesus, but it was a reflection. I could be, I could have faith, but be an a hole and not do that. Or being at Walmart and not returning your cart to the cart corral. That's just evil. Yeah. I did it. You were destined for hell. If you you ever that. look at my Facebook, there, <laughs> we, we did a tutorial. Yeah. Public service announcement on how to push your cart back to the cart corral. I think that was when we first got together. But just being willing to be selfless in your actions is where I got from that. And I and I can will flip over back to what Paul had to say in Philippians 2:13 for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So if you got him working in you, you're going to do good deeds. 
you're not going to do evil things. You're not going to be an a-hole. You're going to reflect the Jesus in you towards others. That's what I kind of got from that. What else you got for that? Huh. It's pretty self-explanatory. It is. Some people just don't pay attention. That's why I had to bring in Paul. Because he was, you know, you have to have faith. It's nothing we can do except, except Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to get grace. But I wanted to show an example of this so I had to take it back to Jesus so we're going to Matthew 25 and verses 31 through 46 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him he will sit on his glorious throne all the nations will be gathered before him, and he, he will separate the poor people from one another as shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. And I think it was funny how, as I was reading this, is Aaron brought up the good shepherd stuff today. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty, and give you something to drink? When you... When did you see a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and, and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king replied, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and, and in prison and you did not look after me. They also answered, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger and eating clothes or sick in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Then we will go away to eternal punishment, but the rights to eternal life. Kind of goes along with what you said earlier about the least. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I look back at Jesus's ministry there were so many times Jesus would tell the people he healed because of your faith you are healed 
It was nothing they did but believe in Jesus. Yeah, it reminds me back in the mail delivery time. <laughs> the one, most carriers don't like doing trailer parks. They don't like doing low-income housing. Um, I always enjoyed that. And I remembered one trailer park on one of the routes. I went over and above and beyond for one person. And they just needed some extra help. And they wanted to give me something. They didn't, I mean, they don't have anything. I mean, they're barely getting by out there. And he gave me a McDonald's gift card. Said there's like a dollar forty-five on there. He said, you could probably only get a coffee. But I wanted to offer you something for your help. And I think I still have that McDonald's gift card. Just, it, it meant a lot that something, another carrier probably would have thought, oh, it was only a dollar, you know, 35, 45, whatever. Thanks, whatever. And just been ungrateful. But to me, that, that meant something. No, it's like one time I was at Speedway, but I had a coupon for a free bag of chips. So... I grabbed the chips, and I was like, I'll eat them later, you know, whatever. And then I go out the door, and there's this young kid. Looks like he's has a drug addiction problem, homeless. I mean, he's asking for change and stuff. And I ended up all, giving him that, and then... I think I went and uh, got him some Slim Jims or something. I, I was like, instead of giving him money, I want to give him something to eat. You know, I, I didn't have to, but I was like, I gave him something to eat. And then there was another time, just a guy on the street. that I ended up giving him some money last year, too. But he came up and asked me for a cigarette. Sure, I don't it doesn't. I mean, sometimes it bugs you when people are bumming for cigarettes. But he, you know, he he never asked me for anything before. But here, yeah, here's a cigarette. You know, I know you don't have the money for it. So I mean, it's stupid stuff like that. It's simple things. Just here. I mean, I'm talking about giving out cigarettes and stuff. But you know, it's we saw it all the time in Hawaii. No, that that was very sad. Seeing all the homeless people there, and it wasn't just adults. There was like families sleeping on the streets over there. And well, when we went to New Orleans, and they had that whole overpass where it's just yeah. thousands of people underneath the overpass. I mean, everywhere you went in New Orleans, there's like homeless building like campsites out there. I mean, and there's a lot of money in New Orleans, you know, but. It doesn't mean because they're homeless that they're bad people. They probably, honestly, have more faith than most of us. And like that one, I remember that one, one guy we met in Hawaii bum, who bummed a cigarette. He goes, he was, I remember he's from Chicago. He said, I thought I'd come here from Chicago. My life is going to be great, but I work all these hours a day and I still can't afford a place to stay. I got to he still sleeps in a tent, even Sleep. though he's got a full-time job. He worked his tail off. He couldn't afford... I think we ended up giving him almost a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> but 
but something like that, you know. Never judge someone. Be selfless. Help people out every once in a while. And that's James chapter 2. How about you do shed talk this week? Shed talk's interesting because I, well, I had two lessons, but I'm going to go with the one this time and I'll save the other one. Um, I don't, we got a lot of men listeners, so they're probably not going to understand the build up story to this, but that's okay. It'll help you understand your wife a little more, maybe. But when us ladies like to take a bath, aside from making the water to where it will burn flesh with the heat, we like our essential oils, our bath bombs, our bubble baths, and we like candles just to kind of sit in there, burn the first layer of skin off, and soak and just let go of the day. I was preparing the bathroom could not find the lighter anywhere to light the candle and I heard it fall in the closet and our closet in the bathroom is a mess it but it's an organized mess I know where everything is I keep my work clothes in there because it's just easier to just leave the bed go straight to the bathroom and just get ready for work and I started looking for the lighter I I couldn't find it. I mean, I moved everything around. It wasn't like I just opened the closet and couldn't find it. Okay, fine. But I really wanted that candle lit for the bath. And I could have just went ahead and took the bath and just forgot about the candle. But I ended up taking everything out of that closet and looking everywhere. And then I found it. And God reminded me of Matthew 7. Got the lost coin. No. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Had I not took everything out of that closet and just started one by one putting everything back, I would not have found it and it just when we have to seek God sometimes we have to clean out the closet of our mind and really just open up our heart and start from putting everything back one piece by one piece because I never really understood that scripture where it says seek and you will find how how far do you seek? How how far do you go? How how do you seek the Lord? I don't know. I don't know if that helps, but it it was enlightening to me anyway. I found it. Lit the candle. It was great. <laughs> and he gave me the right stuff to fix my Bible this morning. My Bible was falling apart. Yeah, he actually read his Bible so much that the cover was coming off. <laughs> I enjoy reading it every morning. 
I've had mine for 30 years and it's still holding up. I didn't want a new one. I like this one. All right, well. So next week we're going to continue with the book of James. We're, I think we're just going to, for the next couple episodes, just do James. There's only five chapters and after we're done you could actually say that you've read one whole book in the Bible. Or listen to one whole book in the Bible. And it's just our breakdown, what we think. And you could read it and get your own take on it. That's what was I like about this podcast, because we're not theology majors or anything. and We're reading it to see what we think about it. And you might have a different opinion. If you do, let us know. And it's okay. We're allowed to have different opinions. Well, if you have another way of looking at things... We might benefit from what you see as well. Might throw you on the podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> so, until next week, I'll see you later. Bye for now. <laughs>